0: You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup, I'm your host Keen Reinhardt. This is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions and I'm joined in studio by our head of news, Jerry Collison. Jerry, how are we getting on? Not too bad at all, Keane. Some lovely day out. It is indeed. A nice day to go to print. Yeah. But every day is a nice day to go to print.
1: Well, you know what now? We could actually take a little break and (laughs) head out. We could do. (laughs) Cause a bit of damage.
0: Uh, I see taking the front page of this week's uh, paper is a fairly significant story, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, this is one that came up during the um, BBC Panorama programme about the uh, troubles in the north. And uh, it contained... uh, um, a revelation from um, Des Long, who's a long-time Limerick Republican. Um, and in it, he had claimed that uh, he sat actually on the IRA Army Council with Gerry Adams. Now, this sort of is a big uh, a revelation in terms of Gerry um, Adams as president of Sinn Féin had repeatedly denied that he actually was a member of the IRA, let alone be on its Army Council. But in any event, uh, David Raleigh went out and interviewed um, Des Long today, and uh, he, he more or less doubled down on his on his assertions. He had said that uh, he served as General Secretary of the IRA for 17 years, and uh, he had said that uh, he, he was involved um, in some of those decisions with Gerry Adams, sat actually opposite him. Uh, but he went further and had said, you know, how... He had um, been involved with um, some of the some of the major decisions being made um, by the IRA during that time. He he was around, for instance, when uh, he knew that that uh, Sinn Fein was actually going to take its seats in in Dáil Éiren. and he's now predicting that it's only a matter of time and a very short time at that before. Um, Sinn Féin will actually take its seats in Westminster, which would be a fairly significant game changer. There's been calls for that from all the other parties recently with Brexit and everything, isn't there? There has, yeah. and there's been
0: some pressure on there.
1: Yeah, and, and Sinn Féin has stayed very resolute in 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 the in the face of that, um, but you know they have they have consistently um, said that they were elected on the mandate that they would not take their seats in Westminster. So if people are there and they cast their vote on the basis that there would be an abstentionist party, well, you know, Sinn Féin are just saying that that, that, that's what they're delivering and they've been consistent with that. But... um, in in Des Long's um, account of of what had gone on, and and by the way, um, he has been you know involved in a fairly significant fallout with with Jerry Adams, and would have been a very prominent opponent of the uh, of the peace process. Um, but he he had said that. Um, Previously, he had been arrested and taken before the courts on charge of membership of the IRA, and he uh, he was acquitted. So this is this is a fairly significant admission. Now the man is is uh, seventy nine years of age, um, but he's still saying that yes, he still supports the those involved in the armed struggle to get to, to get British soldiers out of Ireland, and um, he would be um, vehemently opposed. Two Sinn Féin um, TDs or M- MPs uh, taking their place in Westminster. It's so.
0: a fairly strong interview there by David Ralley, takes front page of this week's Limerick Post newspaper. And further on the paper, then we have a story about uh, Vicky Phelan, yeah, this is this is
1: something that has been in the ether for a while. Uh, Vicky has been working on uh, a fairly significant memoir, and in this, she certainly doesn't disappoint. Um, there's a good few. Um, revelations in the book, um, not least how, um, you know, she was involved in a very serious uh, road accident um, during her student years when her, her boyfriend, her French boyfriend at the time, was killed and she was very seriously injured. And there was a, a, a second uh, person killed in that accident as well. And then she moves on through the time when um, You know, her daughter uh, was born and the the indications were that she would have fairly significant illness and that. But, you know, thankfully, she's managed to overcome a lot of that. And, you know, significantly, the name of the book is overcoming. But one of the ones of of specific uh, Limerick interest would be at the time not too long ago when she was uh, awarded an honorary doctorate from the University of Limerick and how she had... um, Seriously considered um, refusing the doctorate on the basis that it would be presented to her by Mary Car- Mary who is who was the minister for health, that would have made the decision to contract out the tests uh, for the for, for the cervical cancer. And um, that was a that was a decision that had fairly serious repercussions for Vicky and hundreds of other women in the sense that these um, these tests didn't really didn't really uh, work out very well for them. So she was faced with a dilemma. Would she actually accept a doctorate from Mary Harney or would she not? So she was on the brink of actually refusing the doctorate when she got a letter from Mary Harney expressing regret that she would be unable to attend the uh, conferring ceremony. So that got got Vicky off the hook and she was delighted to accept the, the doctorate. But as they say, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating read. And Bernie English has caught some of the flavour of the, of the book in, in her piece in, in this week's paper. Um, now, um, Vicky herself will be um, having um, an interview um, by um, Rachel English uh, from Shannon and uh, with, with RTE uh, in the Castle Troy Park Hotel on Sunday the 29th. Um, so that's sure to be a
0: sellout and um, get you your know, tickets early for that one yeah, say, yeah 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 it's a fantastic book and uh, she's a fantastic Vicky woman and many of the other women affected by this have done really well in documenting their journeys and shining a spotlight on the issue absolutely yeah. absolutely and
1: you know fair credit to her and the others um, they're articulate they are passionate they just have shown a light and something that's of so, such serious concern yeah. to the entire,
0: you know, the entire society, not just women. And then, uh, in recent news, we had a flooding over in Kuna, and there's a, a new revelation on this with uh, the OPW's unforgivable response. Yeah, yeah, it was described as unforgivable
1: by former Mayor um, James Collins at a meeting in the Metropolitan District on Monday. Um, but the background to this has to do with the flooding that you know absolutely destroyed houses out in Kuna it uh, put the um, uh, flying club the Kuna flying, flying club underwater and also caused significant um, damage to uh, Napiershig's grounds. Um so at the time, I remember that there was a lot of people saying, well, unusually for a, um, a public body that the OPW came out with their hands up and said, you know, we actually made a mistake to cause this flooding. And, you know, there was a lot of favorable uh, reaction to that. But however, it now uh, emerges that the OPW had been warned about this and a number of people had actually gone along, taken the trouble to contact them, and not alone to contact them, but also give them photographic evidence of what was, of what was wrong. Um, so the councillors were in fairly unforgiving mood um, in the council last Monday. And I guess that, you know, once the local people there many of whom are still in hotels, many of whom are still wondering how they're going to repair their houses and, you know, get their lives back. Uh, you know, this one has a, has a bit
0: to run yet, you know. There's one thing taking responsibility and another not dealing with an issue that was highlighted, I suppose.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, leaving people in limbo, really, you yeah. know, it's no fun living in a hotel, you know. It might sound like great
0: on your holidays, but, you know, it's, it's not a great place to be. So, all those stories are available in this week's Limerick Post newspaper and online at limerickpost.ie. Jerry Collison, Head of News, thanks for joining us. Kane Reinhardt, digital editor. You're very welcome. And I probably won't see you for a few days, so enjoy the start of the Rugby World Cup, Jerry. I will indeed. I'm now joined in the studio by journalist supporting Limerick, John Keogh. This is our second time recording this intro. How are you, John? I'll go, Kane. We we'll comment
2: on the weather again. It's a we lovely week. <laughs> we will beautiful weather, we're having How are you getting
0: on? How's the week for you?
2: Good, busy weekend ahead. Now lots of sporting action. You know, yeah. when you keep an eye on it and all over It never us. stops for you. So. Never stops, Keith. We don't want it to stop. <laughs> We're in trouble when it stops. <laughs> no, with the World Cup and everything now, it's just going to get hectic. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, we'll start off with the hurling, as usual. Yeah, as usual. Uh, big stories this week, basically, is semi-final weekend in the Bon secures Hospital Limerick Senior Hurling Championship. On Sunday at the LAT Gaelic Rounds, you've Patrick Swell versus Dune, a repeat of last year's semi-final, and Kilmallock versus Limpershig, a repeat of last year's semi-final. So, yeah, Bally Brown um, took on Dune at the weekend and won the first, second quarter-final in the Gaelic Rounds. Uh, Dune came out on top of that and Kilmallock beat a hand as well, both expected results, but it was good to see there was... Last year in the quarterfinals, there was a massive gap between Kilmallock and Rue Bohar and South Liberties and Patrick's well. This year it seems to have shortened, I think good think news. we were talking about that the last mm.
0: time as well. The we were, yeah, the South Liberties
2: stepped up a bit. It was about South Liberties um, being promoted and they just, just weren't up to it. and That's, yeah. not, a, that's not a slight in South Liberties, that's just reality. Uh, Ahan and Belly Brown gave Kilmallock and Dune um, serious games up until the last kind 10-15 of minutes, so... Augurs well for this weekend, you know, you've, you've Nipirshig and Kilmallock, you know, they've been rivals for the last eight, nine years and the the best two teams really in the, in the senior championship for the last number of while, or the last while, last time they met Nipirshig hammered Kilmallock scored six goals and just, you know, it just, just, just obliterated them. there's not a real way it's to... It's a bit of a grudge match. Yeah, Kilmallock now will, will obviously be hopeful of, of obviously shortening that gap, but... It's hard to see past the Piercey. If the play well, even without Shane Dowling, who's been ruled out for the rest of the club season, um, just can't see past the winning that. And the other one, then, you know, you've probably a tighter contest between Patrick's Well and Dune. Patrick's Well beat Dune earlier on the season. Dune beat Patrick's Well in the semi-final last year. So they're developing a nice little rivalry to go with the <laughs> other one as well. Um, a lot will depend for Patrick's well on the fitness of Aaron Galan. He in the last game, they, well, second last game they played against Kilmallock, a drawn game. In the group stages, he fractured his jaw in two places an off the ball challenge. He didn't play the final group game uh, against the Dare. It remains to be see seen. To I don't know. I don't. Know. I'd be surprised if he wasn't being, wasn't playing. I just would be. You know that kind of it's yeah. do or die semi final game. He wasn't needed against the Dare. I've never fractured my jaw. I'm not sure if the, <laughs> I'm not sure how, how much it restricts you. Um, well obviously, it restricts you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure how you can play or if you can play or anything like that. If he's not playing, it'll be a major boost for Dune. If he is playing, it's a major boost for Patrick as well. That game is probably harder to call. So,
0: two good games coming up this weekend. So.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And then over to the football, John.
2: Football, first semi-final in the football. Um Oula and Ca- or Ula and Saint Kieran's were supposed to be playing. It was fixed for Saturday. Obviously, Oula and Dune are from the same parish, the football side is Dune. so that had to be moved next Friday, Friday week. So we have a there Newcastle West in the which is basically the Marquee semi final. Really, um, a lot of people would have expected this to be the final. There were the favourites from each group. Oula put a dampener on Newcastle West spirits in the in the final group game to to come out on top and reach the semi final. Look at are going for three and and0 Newcastle West were the last team to win the senior championship outside of it. There, under there, they're definitely the best two teams in the county. Just hard to see past in the their victory. They're they're really just seem to be improving year on year. I think that they have further ambitions this year to try and make an impact in monster. But before they do all that, they have to try and get their third title in a row. So should be a cracker of a You've game. Seen Newcastle two West very
0: good club championships in there I, th- I think we are boards, the, yeah. the
2: hurling one. It's no surprise to see the final four. It's kind of really getting started yeah. here with the semi-finals. The football one has been ticking away nicely. Newcastle West did very well to even be in there, actually, in their quarter final against Ballysteen, Ballysteen led, I think it was for something like 54 55 minutes in the 57th minute. Kind of a lucky goal in one sense. And Newcastle West took control, scored the next three points after that to win. You know, so... And, and, and the flip side of there have won all their games. They've just... Strolled through the championship A machine An absolute machine Yeah and, and that's what they, they haven't lost in two years yeah. In the championship You know They've won all their group games Since I think it's June 17 Was their last defeat And they still ended up Winning the county title Against funnily enough Newcastle West And it was a last minute goal So there's a massive rivalry between them two teams now so it has all the potential to be a cracking game hopefully a higher scoring game semi-finals last year were very low scoring so hopefully
0: and hopefully the way our holes out we, we might see those high scores yeah
2: hopefully exactly exactly
0: and uh, we'll touch on it briefly. But uh, the senior football championship wrapped up on the weekend. The All
2: Ireland, I think
0: there was a game. There on. was a game yeah, on the replay.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. look, what what can you say? Dublin. It was good to see some of the
0: big names actually involved because a lot of people went missing in that first game. I think. Yeah, look, it's
2: it's it's All Ireland final day is very very tricky. You can be swallowed up in the whole surroundings of it. A replay is a completely different game. Yeah. It doesn't, although it is an All Ireland final, I never get the same feeling of of when it is a yeah. replay but look what can you say about the dubs we look we, we've joked and we've messed about our funding this and funding that it doesn't matter a jot when you're out on the field you exactly still have to yeah. perform and they stuck it up to them again games. like yeah and I I think we could be looking at a nice rivalry yeah. over back to back to the old stages again I don't see any other team coming close to dublin Not over the next the moment, number of anyway, years yeah. um just just one thing that struck me in in that game and the semi Dublin started the second half. They yeah. did it against Mayo. Just blitzed Mayo. Then an own merchant comes up with a goal. What, His first score in the championship. Yeah, <laughs> ten seconds in into the second half. You know, so I mean, you have to be really, really primed yeah. for every second of the game against Dublin because they can hit you at any time. Twice now to start the ha- second second half. And and I, and I don't think I don't think the game was in doubt after that goal. You know, yeah. so. Massive achievement. I know Stephen Clarkson made a great save midway through the second half that kind of kept Dublin on top, but you 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 just have to marvel at them. Like you dear McConnelly comes off the bench, all the talk, oh it's, it's tokenism having Dear McConnelly there. He delivers an unbelievable fifty yard pass that is yeah. just a thing of beauty amongst all his other work rate. You forwards coming out from everywhere, knocking over scores Karen Kilkenny. You know, like on both sides. On both sides. Oh, look, yeah. Kerry, we'll talk about Kerry some other time, I'm sure. Yeah. What they have up front and what they developed as the season went on. Just, you know, and, and, and they're coming. Like, there's no point saying, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest to see Kerry as all Ireland champions next year. I was the saying. I, I think same A, yeah. Yeah. Dublin had, I don't think the conveyor belt is there where, where it was with Dublin. You have an ageing team. Yeah. There's a lot of miles and a lot of them legs at this stage. It's going to be, be very hard. You
0: see in the championship again. And there's
2: every chance you won't see a few of them. I think yeah. Philly McMahon, probably time up. Johnny Cooper might hold up his hand. Stephen Cluckson can play till he's 60. <laughs> but whether he wants or not, yeah. you know, is a different story. So, have to be celebrated. Five in a row tells us on story. Exactly. And
0: then uh, do we have the Rugby World Cup coming up. That's, that's, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. you have Rugby
2: World Cup. Ireland start on... Sunday against Scotland in Yokohama. There's a few injury issues. Rob Kearney and Keith Earl seem to be okay for it. Uh, Robbie Henshaw's definitely out. Um, Carberry Carberry seems to be fine as well. Yeah. In, in the injury update this morning, he'll be fine for the bench. I'd say and that's that's where he'll be behind Johnny Sexton for the time being. Anyway, look, the excitement's just building and building and building. You know, we're, we're a few weeks since that hammering by England, but everyone knows now it means nothing. Like if, if, if there was nothing at stake. we don't beat Wales. You know, after that twice so I mean it's just all the preparation has been here Tom Savage returns with an article this week about Ireland's performance at the World Cup being crucial to Joe Schmidt's legacy I think mm-hmm. it's a fair, fair comment you know there's no questioning Joe Schmidt's legacy and what he's done but if, the, if if this ends in a failure and by failure I, I in my eyes Ireland need to be getting to a semi-final they have to break the quarter-final yeah. stigma um, you know but like Scotland is the biggest game you know, you, you, like with, all, with the greatest until respect the until <laughs> South Africa, or New Zealand, and Ako stages. If Ireland win, yep. um, you've Japan and Russia. You know that their games are going to win. Let, look, let's unless I know South Africa lost to Japan the last World Cup. Johan van Graan, the monster head coach, was a part of that South African coaching team. You know, I just Scott It's all or nothing in Scotland. You know, Henshaw's a big loss though, but could open the door for Chris Farrell. Certainly a place on the bench, I'd imagine, but. Yeah, it's like four years of build-up since the last one, you know, and Pete Scotland during the quarter final, I think. Yeah. And then um
0: there's a lot going on with like the Welsh team at the moment.
2: Yeah, Rob Howley uh, touted as a monster um coach. He, he was lined up, believe it or not, at um back in May early June as one of the people interviewed to, to for the job that Stephen Larkin eventually got. Um yeah it's just madness i, I yeah. don't know from what i'm reading like and it
0: might be good for the other teams to take a bit of pressure off them you know because the focus is going to be somewhere else for yeah i, I th- think
2: wales know it, but it yeah. could work for wales too know, a kind of siege mentality type of thing stephen jones who's taken over as backs coach after the world cup and anyway, has been brought over yeah. to replace holy a very funny very odd thing i've never heard of this in rugby <laughs> 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 about a lot of sports for a coach to be betting I've heard about it in soccer a lot of times obviously, but a coach to be betting on some of the things he's reported to have been betting on about like who gets the first score and setting up plays to create a position for that first score. Bizarre stuff, but yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to to see how that one plays out. and um,
0: something about World Cups and Japan and people being sent home. Yeah, there's something. I <laughs> seem,
2: seem to recall a certain lad from Cork in the World Cup 17 years ago. we move on swiftly. move League. on very swiftly. Uh, for and we we'll stick out. with the soccer. <laughs> We're still talking about betting patterns now again. Um, yeah, Limerick FC uh, will finish up their season against Shelburne, First Division Champions Shelburne, on Friday night. And I'd imagine it will be a very young team. yeah kind of lambs to the slaughter uh, they went they went and beat wexford last week 4-1 at home with a fairly young team
0: and an assistant or a standing yeah.
2: manager yeah um tammy was away at a family wedding um but monday night then Tommy was back in charge last to galway up in galway oh i don't know where where do we go with this um the examinership has gone on at the moment you have the whole thing with sean russell about his injury yeah. Uh, creeping up again rightly what what has happened to Sean Russell is an absolute disgrace arguably and this is a hard thing to say with everything that's gone on at Limerick FC one of the worst if not the worst indictment on the club is what's happening when a player gets injured playing for the club and they turn around and use a loophole yeah. to not pay for his surgery and he's having to try and stump up the money himself it's just and it's ongoing it's gone on months upon months upon months it's just so wrong on every kind of level and then there's everything else going on with Limerick's FC with match fixing allegations, investigation after investigation, players leaving this that and the other. It's just a complete mess. Don't envisage senior soccer in Limerick next season. Just I, I can't, I can't see a situation where certainly under under the current guys and a lot of things would need to happen quite quickly for yeah. it to happen next season. I don't think the FAI, who aren't exactly the paragons of virtue and governance themselves, letting that happen. So you're maybe looking at twenty twenty one before you see a senior team in Limerick again, whether that's at Limerick FC or maybe one of the junior yeah. clubs looks to I know Ashing and Akati have grand plans of eventually trying to get to the get into the FAI or into the electricity league. But it's just a horror show after horror show with Limerick. On the field we lasted so long, this yeah. is where Tommy deserves so much credit. And the players deserve so much credit. But once he lost more players in June after after the Shelburne game, forget it
0: and then we look at the junior soccer
2: yeah Munster Junior Cup first round for local sides Um, this weekend you know a whole host of games Um, so it's been a very good junior start to the junior soccer yeah it has yeah it's very entertaining you know I was out in Aisling Anacotti versus Balananti last week and former Limerick FC player Conor Ellis on the score sheet again Scoring all around him at that yeah. level as you'd expect to be. Fair. But we
0: were saying we don't know how he'd adapt to the oh, is it, He's adapted. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people are drag you down, but no, it doesn't no, seem to be the case. Uh,
2: he's not. He had very quiet first half and then struck. struck didn't strike gold, but struck the target. Anyway, hit the target. Yeah, it's been a very good season. Munster Junior Cup is obviously a very prestigious competition. So a couple of all Premier League um, games in. Down for decision this weekend, but maybe a chance for a few shocks as well. So. Lovely. And uh, for all those fun. fixtures, pop over to
0: SportingLimerick.com or LimerickPost.ie. Uh, John, thanks very much for joining us. Always a pleasure, again. And, uh, enjoy your holiday, which
2: are meant to be on right now. It's two, two days of holidays. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's sunny. Yeah. I'll take this. Exactly. On. I might get out for a game of golf.
0: John, thanks very much. And for all your sports news, podcasts, videos, and much, much more, visit SportingLimerick.com or LimerickPost.ie. Or follow the hashtag #sportlk. Or keeping Limerick posted across all social media channels. I'm now joined in studio by host of the Limerick Post Show, Megan Scully. Megan, how are you getting
3: on? I'm great. I have to say, jam-packed busy week. Um, sun is shining. Weather is warm. Very hot out. Every week
0: you're saying jam-packed, so I think it should just be called a week now. I know. What's
3: what's the, what's the like, I know every week is busy. It's getting busier, I should say. Yeah. I didn't think September would be yeah. so busy, but it's great to see. We're not complaining. Um, Limerick is absolutely buzzing.
0: It is indeed. So... This week we have the rugby world cup starting and you had a very special guest this week
3: yes i'm so excited for the big interview on the limber Post show this week it is joy neville of course um former ireland international and now she's one of the i think one of the most influential refs in the world Um she was really cool to talk to um to like all sports uh, obviously rugby and um, we chat about the world cup and everything so i'm so excited to watch that interview again in full and um, we also chatted to ifo O'Brien, who's an empowerment coach who um kind of like talks to you about basically if you're kind of in a rush and maybe in your workplace or in your personal life and your need, kind of motivation, help to get out of it, and um, she is your woman. Um, also, huge news for the Limmer post this week on social media because on Instagram we hit 10,000 followers, we did indeed.
0: That was a lot of effort, in fairness.
3: Yeah, we set ourselves yeah. a goal and we smashed it. So, uh, I know for some people who maybe aren't into social media, they might be kind of like, ah, what are you on about? Like, why do you, you know, chase some followers? But for us, it was kind of like a target that we wanted to reach, and we've done it so now. Yeah, we're on to the. And I thank you
0: to everyone who has followed yeah, us. Yeah.
3: And if you're not following us, please do. Um, we share loads of Limerick content from everything from sport to entertainment to news to out and about to events, everything. It's all there.
0: And come here. I know it's not coming up this week, but I saw on social media that there was an interview with Key West
3: yes we did we caught up at key west and king john's castle and that will be coming out shortly on the show also have to mention the limerick jazz festival jazz, john Daly all about that as well um so that's coming up as well so loads to look forward to in the next couple of weeks um i'm not sure if you've seen our diary yet or online one but we're pretty packed now up until october
0: i think i've just decided not to look at that yeah.
3: <laughs> we'll just take each week as it comes but yeah. so far um, it's filling up which is great to see as i said just so much happening across limerick city and county
0: and also looking at the rugby you're off to play some tag
3: I am I'm off to France this weekend the south of France um, playing tag rugby mm. and I'm going to stay on for a few days and we're going to have a bit of a soiree
0: lovely so enjoy your few days off Megan and uh, well, thank you for joining me
3: don't miss me too much and just remember limerickpostie forward slash show for all our video content and the
0: full show is out every
3: Friday and finally just add uh, there's competitions to win like loads of cool prizes up on our Instagram and uh, just search for Limerick Post, follow us like the comment and everything and you might win a cool prize
0: Nice one. Cheers, Megan. Give me your market. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. I'd like to thank Jerry Collison, Head of News, Megan Scully from the Limerick Post Show and John Keogh from Sporting Limerick for joining me this week. For more news, sports, arts, entertainment and much, much more, visit LimerickPost.ie or keep up to date with all Limerick news across all social media channels by following the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt and we really are Keeping Limerick Posted.